Welcome to Smith Memorial Online. We are located in Collinsville, Virginia. We are glad you joined us today. If you head over to our webpage, you can find more ways to serve, more sermons like this, as well as opportunities to support this ministry through giving. We pray God's blessing on the hearing and the doing of God's Word. Amen. this day of Christ in our midst. These words come from the Gospel of Luke, the 24th chapter. This is upon Jesus' resurrection. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understanding the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. These are the words of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I ask that you would pray with me and for me. Oh God, on this day, when we honor those in our lives, both those who are blood and those who are ours in faith. 
we pause to give thanks to you and the way in which you nurture us as well. We ask, O God, that you would speak, for in this time your servants are listening. Place the cross before me, let none see me but you and your grace alone. For it is in your name we pray. Amen. A few days ago, the world was overrun by young Padawans wielding lightsabers, attempting to float rocks, and unapologetically greeting everyone they came into contact with. May the fourth be with you. They did this as they were celebrating Star Wars Day. Now, even if you are not a Star Wars fan, if you happen to be on any sort of social media, you encountered Star Wars evangelism as everyone greeted you in the sign of the Force. Now, as people, we love to celebrate and remember these I guess maybe they're official, but I might say unofficial because we still have to work on those days. National holidays. We love celebrating things like National Pancake Day and we rush to IHOP. We celebrate 3.14 March the 14th as Pi Day. We even celebrate Cinco de Mayo, a day that the Mexicans don't even celebrate. And just this past week, we have celebrated and we continue to celebrate national days like teacher appreciation. And today we celebrate Mother's Day. These are fun. These are exciting. These are opportunities to recognize the things in our life that matter deeply to us. Moms, teachers, and the Skywalker lineage. And yet, in the midst of these recent days, most of us have passed by a day that John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, urged the early Methodists in America to celebrate as one of the three holiest. Everybody got that? The three holiest non-Sundays of the Christian year. Now you may wonder, well what, is, what are the other two Sundays, non-Sundays of the Christian year? John Wesley urged the early Methodist church to say, listen, I want you to go every Sunday, but on these non-Sundays, I want to make sure that you celebrate them. And this is Christmas and Good Friday. So the Christian Holy Day that's in reference is that of the Ascension. The Ascension. It's celebrated every year, 40 days after Easter. And it occurred this past Thursday. The Ascension of our Lord. 
Now the church calendar makes it so that this event can be observed on the Sunday following that Thursday, or in less complicated terms, the church says it's okay to celebrate it today. Now I want you to think about this for just a second. How on earth is it that a holy day, a day only to be compared to Christmas and Good Friday, would you say those are pretty important days? How is it that a day such as that can be so easily forgotten and bypassed as if it did not exist at all? After Jesus' resurrection, we are told that he hangs out amongst the people, doing signs and wonders. And on the 40th day, he commissions his disciples to wait in Jerusalem. And they are to wait there in an attitude of worship for the coming of his spirit, which would occur 10 days later so that they might go into the world sharing the good news of his gospel. And after Jesus told his disciples, wait here for ten days or so, while I will be sending my power upon you, after he said these things, he tried to bless them, and while he was blessing them, he was lifted back unto the Father. Now my question today is this, what is missed if we celebrate Pi Day, Star Wars Day, National Pancake Day, and do not celebrate this event of Christ's life? What happens when we forget to remember and celebrate in the same manner that we celebrate Christmas and Good Friday. What do we lose? You see, what I want to argue today is this, is that when we miss out on the ascension, we miss out on the fullness of who Jesus is. Now, I want you to think about it like this. Life plus cross plus resurrection plus ascension equals Jesus. Now, most of us, when we think about Jesus, we think about the first three. We think about Jesus' early life, which includes both the Christmas story as well as his life and teachings. For most of us, when we think about Jesus, we think about the cross of Good Friday, the encompassing of his agony and his death. For most of us, when we think about Jesus, we remind ourselves of his resurrection, the moment of death's ultimate defeat. Now, that's a really good image of this person of Jesus. And the question is, what on earth could be lacking from such a picture? Well, for Jesus, by adding the ascension to our understanding of Jesus, we 
place Jesus within his rightful place within the Godhead. Taking his rightful place as the forever wound-bearing Lord of heaven and of earth. Now for many of us, the vivid, imagine, like the vivid imaginations like myself, we think about Jesus as he's floating away. I think about him as Aladdin on his magic carpet. Easily floating through the sky like a feather in the wind. Yet the act of floating away is not what Luke is demanding us to give our attention to. Instead, Luke wants us to examine what does it mean that Jesus ascends? That Jesus is lifted from the earth and returns to the Father. Now perhaps the most faithful way to see what I'm trying to do, to trying to describe in this notion of life plus cross plus resurrection plus ascension equals Jesus is to argue the opposite. Is to be able to say in order to understand Jesus' ascension, let us first look at his descension to the earth. There's no better place to look for that than in Philippians chapter 2. As Paul is talking about what on earth it is to be this body of Christ in light of what God has done. I want to read to you that Christ hymn, but I want to read it to you from the message. A paraphrase. Paul says this to his early church in light of who Christ is. He says, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, those all sound pretty good, right? And if those don't sound good to you, Paul argues this, okay, if you have a heart, if you care at all, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Do not push your way to the front. Do not sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Do not be oppressed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Okay. And he says, do that. Think of yourself in the way that Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but did not think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became a human. And having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim to have special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. The worst kind of death that is a crucifixion. And it's because of that obedience 
Paul says, that God lifted him high and honored him far above anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and those who are buried now, will bow and worship before Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father. So what was Jesus' dissension about? It was his humility. It was a humbling of himself to take on the form and likeness of us. Paul says Christ regarded not equality with God, but he humbled himself, taking on the form of a slave. And it was in his humbling of himself that God was able to bridge a gap. He knew our hurts. He died our death. So what we find in Christ's ascension at the end of the gospel if we book in these two things of Christ descending unto the earth and ascending into heaven, what we find out is this. Christ's ascent was and is an enthroning of Jesus within his rightful place in the cosmos. He sits, as Luke tells us, as the fulfillment of the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. His ascension was, first and foremost, a reminder of his descension into the fleshiness of life we call humanity. It's a reminder of a God who had all the rights and privileges therein of living the divine life, and yet humbled himself to the point of death, even death on a cross, so that through him we might be raised into the victorious act of God in Christ, so that we might share the divine abundance of the one who now sits on the throne. So what does all that mean? What it means is this, life plus cross plus resurrection only gives us a guy who was raised from the dead. Life plus cross plus resurrection plus ascension gives us a God that we can call Lord. Life plus cross plus resurrection plus ascension allows us to know that the creator of the cosmos is a God who sympathizes now with our humanity and is able to offer us mercy abundantly through his spirit and his church. Life plus cross 
plus resurrection plus ascension allows us to know now that we have a great high priest who gives us ready access to God. Who does not allow us to slip through God's fingers. Life plus cross plus resurrection, plus ascension, allows us to be able to say, Jesus is Lord and everything else is not. Life, plus cross, plus resurrection, plus ascension, allows us to have confidence And the good news of a God who did not regard equality, yet humbled himself so that today he is the name above all names. So what are we called to do on a day like this? To celebrate the ascension. We do one thing, we worship. Life plus cross plus resurrection plus ascension gives us a God worth worshiping. And today as we close our service, we will do the only thing that we can do. We will join together and we will sing. Crown him with many crowns. I offer you this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.